Hey everybody, welcome back to the other perspective. Today it's just me, your podcast host, Fatima, and I'm really excited to be doing another episode. So I was supposed to have a guest today, um, but due to some last minute circumstances, she wasn't able to make it. So today's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm just going to be talking about back to school and how to study and how to do well and excel in school while also taking care of yourself, of course. Um, so obviously this year is going to be a little bit different. Um, what with COVID and everything. So um, obviously some of us are going to have classes in l- online and some of us are going to have classes in person, but still going to be different because of like the social distancing and everything. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about how we can like adapt to these difficult circumstances, how we can make the best out of this school year. Um, so one thing I read in an article online has been about micro lifts and how Basically, sometimes you might be feeling a little bit down or like overwhelmed because of an exam or whatever, and you're just walking on campus and you maybe go into a coffee shop and get your favorite latte or whatever. Um, I don't drink coffee, so this one isn't really applicable to me, but for me personally, whenever I would like start feeling down or over- overwhelmed, I'd go get ice cream with a friend or I just hang out with my friends um, or I would uh go work out at the recreation center um there was a really nice boxing class that was being offered and i really enjoyed doing it um so yeah if you have the chance to get into boxing do it um but yeah um so these things were are basically called micro lifts and it's like these little things or like little experiences that add up and you're not even doing them on purpose they just add up over your day and make you feel better Um, But because of COVID and what with staying at home and everything, obviously we don't have these things. So like I want to talk a little bit about how to artificially create them for yourself and um, how you can keep your morale up while still doing well in online school. Um, So for me personally, I know it's really distracting to be on Zoom all the time. Um, Like my phone is near me and even just like my laptop literally has the Internet on it. And since the teacher isn't like directly looking at you, you don't really refrain from using your phone as much. Um, so one tip I have is like just keep your phone as far away from you as possible. Maybe put it in a different room if you can. And if you can't, then just like put it on the charger like across the room from you. So you can't just reach over and look at it while you're doing your Zoom classes. Um, and if you're comfortable, turn your camera on. Um, I, I say this just because you're you're aware of people looking at you and that forces you to focus um what else I'm over here like I want to make this podcast as natural as possible because it's hard for me to speak by myself um where like that's why I did guests where it was easier just to listen to other people speak but (laughs) yeah this is a little bit different and harder for me so I apologize if there are any pauses in between or if I say um too much But, um, yeah, so one other tip I have is, like, be engaged and active in class. So if you can't, like, actually speak and it's, like, a lecture-style class, just sit there and take notes. But if you can speak, um, try to participate as often as you can in an in-person class, Um, even if it's just, like, typing in the chat box. So that's just some of my tips for Zoom classes. The other thing is it's really easy to get tired um, for me personally, on Tuesdays, that's my really long day. I have classes from 
9.30 to 12.15 with like a 15 minute break in between and then 12.30 to 7.45 p.m. back to back. Um, so obviously it's going to be really difficult. So one tip I have for that is just like get up, stretch in between classes, maybe do like a couple of jumping jacks or like sit-ups or push-ups. Um, definitely keep like a whole bottle of water near you. There's one um, water bottle I found on Amazon and while I don't support like supporting Amazon, um, if you can find it somewhere else, I definitely recommend it. It's like this bottle that you put in front of you and it has like the times on it. So it says like 9 a.m. and you drink like a certain amount of water by 9 and then at 10 a.m. you have to drink another certain amount of water and it really helps you like stay motivated to stay hydrated for like the whole day and take care of yourself. Um, so that's definitely one thing. Drink lots of water. It really helps with concentration. Um, another thing is if you have, if your classes aren't too early or if you have gaps in between, I definitely recommend like getting up and moving around, maybe working out and, um, definitely stay connected with people. So whether it's classmates or if you have friends who might not be in your classes, but you can study with them, um, you can get together in person, socially distanced, of course, um, or, you can do like Zoom study sessions, which are really nice. Um, yeah, that's one thing I want to definitely do this semester uh, is just like to stay in touch a little bit more. Um, yeah, so those are just my tips for sitting through Zoom classes. In terms of studying, there's this really good technique called the Pomodoro technique, which I will talk about in a minute. But before, um, before I do that, I just wanted to just discuss this book I read. It's called Learning How to Learn. It's mostly for kids and teens, but I kind of read it because it was in my bookcase and I didn't want to waste it. Um, it's basically talking about like the neuroscience of learning and how your brain has like these neurons that are connected by synapses. I think that's how you say it. I'm not a neuroscientist, but um, what happens is like the connections between your neurons grow stronger um, the more you repeat something. So repetition is definitely key for learning something new. So I would definitely say um, in terms of studying, what I do is I preview the chapters. So before I start reading it, I kind of like look over it, um, just like look at the subheadings and just kind of get a feel of what the chapter is going to be about before actually reading it. And then while I'm reading, there's this thing called active reading. So if you've ever heard of active listening, it's instead of just hearing what somebody's saying, it's like actually listening actively, giving them cues that you're listening and just making sure that they feel heard and listened to. So it's kind of the same thing with active reading. Um, you're not just skimming the pages with your eyes or just like reading in your head. What you're doing is like taking notes on the side while you're reading, making sure you stop after every section. This is really important. Um, stop after every section just in your head go over what the section was about maybe write it down so that you remember it later and this really helps and again don't read each section once so like reading it and rereading it all at once is bad but what i recommend is reading it once um taking the notes on what you thought it was about and then like the next day going back and reading it and what that does is like it builds it makes the connections between your neurons like super super strong um so yeah that's one thing the other thing is your brain can't be constantly working. Your brain sometimes needs a break. So if you're doing like a really hard math problem um, and you can't figure it out for a while, what you need to do sometimes is just step aside, 
go on to something easier or do something where your brain doesn't have to think at all and then go back to the math problem and you'll see that that might help you so instead of your brain being in active mode it's in diffuse mode where it just doesn't think about anything and one really good way of doing that is the pomodoro technique which i mentioned before um, there's this website called tomatotimers.com and what it is is basically you work for 25 minutes and by work I mean just like totally working without stopping at all and trust me when you have a timer in front of you it'll force you to want to do work until it goes up so you set that for 25 minutes once you're done you take a five minute break where you don't think about anything so if you've been writing don't pick up your social media and write down a tweet just relax maybe get a drink of water stretch move around um, for the five minutes and once that's up you go back to doing another 25 minutes so after you've done 25 minutes four times which basically amounts to somebody do the math with me 100 minutes which is just under two hours but if you add like the five minutes um it comes to one hour and 55 minutes then you take a longer break and it's a 15 minute break and during that break again um you got to make sure you take a break so um yeah that's basically it with the pomodoro technique for me it's worked really well and um i've been able to finish a lot more so what i'm saying is 25 minutes of just uninterrupted non-stop working where you're completely focused and you're not doing anything else trust me is better than 10 hours of work where you're a little bit distracted not really concentrating um yeah and then that those are basically just my tips for studying make sure you take notes um for me personally and actually research has shown that writing down your notes is a lot better than um than typing them up so if you want you could just type them up and write them down later but i recommend definitely writing them down because it helps retain your memory so those are just like my study tips for like not during classes um, and then my last little bit that I wanted to talk about, which I said was maybe I would talk about, but it's like a surprise, is sort of like managing schoolwork with other things. So if you're a good student, you're not just doing schoolwork, you're also maybe doing an internship, maybe you're getting some research experience with a professor, all of that stuff. Um, and sometimes it can be really hard to manage stuff. Um, for me personally, I'm going to have to be writing an honors thesis next semester um it's gonna be 70 to 100 pages i don't know how i'm gonna do that but from what i know setting aside the time to do that maybe like an hour per day is really important and it can go a long way and just making sure i balance that with schoolwork and making sure that i kind of have like a schedule set for the day like yeah during quarantine that's another thing setting a schedule is super important um it's really hard to like get in the flow of doing things when you don't have a schedule. If you wake up at like 1 p.m. and you're kind of just chilling at home um, and watching Netflix and then maybe going back to like doing a little bit of work, you're not going to get anything done. So yeah, set a schedule. Make sure you put blocks of your time where you're going to be doing um, certain subjects. So like maybe like 11 to 12 math and then 12 to 1 English and then 12 and then 1 to 2 history and then, so yeah, make sure you put aside blocks of time where you do your hobbies or do your, like, extracurricular activities. Um, yeah, and that kind of leads me into the next discussion is just um, grad school applications, which I wanted to touch a little bit upon. Um, I know this might not be the audience for it, but 
it's never too early to start thinking about going to grad school. And I'm saying this because I decided to do it junior year, which is pretty late. So I didn't have that much time to prepare. Um, and the process is completely different from applying to colleges. So what you want is more so than GPA and more so than your GRE scores. Um, it's really emphasized that you get research experience. So I'm saying if you want to do that, um, definitely start early. So start like freshman year, sophomore year. Um, just kind of know what you want to do after you graduate. Um, so for me personally, how I did it was I took the GRE in the summer. So between your, well, first of all, yeah, plan on getting research experience early. Step number two, between your junior year and your senior year during the summer, um, you might want to take the GRE because if you're planning on going to grad school right after you graduate from college, you're going to need to be applying during your senior year. Kind of like when you're in high school and you're applying for college, you do it during your senior year. Yeah, it's basically the same concept. Um, so what I did was I took the GRE this summer, which is the summer between my junior and senior year, and application deadlines are coming up. Um, so for if you're applying to doctoral programs, you're going to want to reach out to professors that you're interested in working in. So just first of all, have a list of which schools you want to potentially go to and then go on the faculty pages on these schools, look up what their research interests are, if they line up with what you think you want to do and then start reaching out to them. Just shoot them a quick email like, hey, I saw your faculty page. I read this paper of yours. I'm really interested in applying for a PhD in this school. And um, I was wondering if you're taking on any students and kind of like try to get to ask them questions about their research and get to know them a little bit. Um, maybe propose having like a Zoom call or a phone call with them. So that's one thing you have to do. After you get your answers from professors, don't worry. It doesn't always happen on the first try. Sometimes you have to do like two or three tries before they'll, they'll answer you. Um, after that, just kind of like try to maintain a connection with them. Um, step number three, or is that step four? Step four, um, you're going to need to figure out who's going to write your letters of recommendation because usually PhD programs require three. Um, so find somebody who you've worked with really closely, either under research. That's like the good thing about doing research is you, you get both things. You get the experience and somebody to write a letter of recommendation for you. Um, try to also get, try to get like a professor that you've done really well in their class and who knows you really well because you've been to office hours a bunch of times. So that's another thing I'd emphasize, go to office hours, get to know your professors because um, you need three letters of recommendation. Um, once you've got that figured out, obviously ask these professors for it and then start working on your application. Um, the big thing in the application I would say is the statement of purpose. So just try to work on your statement of purpose early, have as many people as possible review it for you including like your professors. And um, once you've got the statement of purpose down, you'll need to send in a resume um, and just your application and that's pretty much it. Um, and then you sit back and wait for the results. So I hope that was helpful. Um, I may be talking more about this topic in a future podcast and expanding on it. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in today and listening. And I hope you can make use of these study tips and make use of my kind of guide to applying to grad school. Thank you so much and have a great day.